0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Pizza Night for Saturday, February first, from the studio at Citrus Heights. I'm joined by my main man, Monte. Hey, hey, hey! What's going on, Parney Oh, not much. You know, it's uh, it's a good Saturday. We had some sunny weather. It's uh, starting to warm up a little. Uh, you know, it's, it's and it's Pizza Night. It's man. Pizza Night. Come on! Uh, oh yeah! And we got some uh, guests in the studio as well. Yes
1: proud to have him here. We have Jordan in the building
0: to my right.
2: How we doing? How we doing?
0: And we got Nicole to my right. Hello. Guys, enjoying your Saturdays?
2: Uh, Yeah, so far so good. Um, Did a little work around the house this morning and now just getting ready to watch the Super
0: Bowl tomorrow. Solid. Are you watching the Super Bowl, Nicole?
3: I'll be at work, so I'm going to be like watching it via Twitter. Oh, oh, okay, okay,
0: okay. Uh, well, uh, speaking of Super Bowl, let's let's dive right in. Uh, Monty, you want to get us started with this uh, momentous uh, pre-Super Bowl party?
1: Well, I mean, for for myself, uh, born in the 90s, I uh, would say that uh, this Super Bowl particularly is a dream come true. Uh, as a Niners fan growing up, I haven't necessarily gotten a chance to see my team, who already has five Super Bowl trophies, win one in my lifetime. So... Um, tomorrow's a big day, I guess, in the life of every 49ers fan. But for myself, you know, if they win tomorrow, then uh, they're not just world champions. Your boy is a world champion.
0: <laughs> that's true, that's true. And, um, you know, uh, what do you think 49ers' chances are going into, in, into this game?
1: I think that as far as the team that they're up against in the Kansas City Chiefs, they are going to be their most dynamic opponent that they've faced all season. Offensively, I would say that Kansas City is the best team in the NFL. Uh, But what makes for a great Super Bowl is that the 49ers have the number one ranked defense as well in the NFL. So um, the NFL got exactly what they asked for as far as the Super Bowl is concerned.
0: True. And, you know, I, I totally agree that uh, uh, the Chiefs uh, definitely are going to be um, bringing it all. Uh, I mean, Patrick is a very qualified uh, quarterback, and he's going to be leading a team that's very hungry. I mean, his stats for the season are, are epic. Yeah. 20, I mean, 26 touchdowns, 4,031 rushing yards, yeah. uh, five interceptions.
1: Re- reigning league MVP.
0: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, but, but, you know, the hometown team. Yes, no.
1: they, I, I would say that as far as San Francisco, uh, the 49ers, there wouldn't have been a lot of people who would have picked them to be in the Super Bowl this year. I would say that at the beginning of the season, if I had to give you what my hopes were, is that the fact that we would win, probably not go 9-7, and seven, sneak into the playoffs. So for us to go 13-3, and three, uh, w- destroy Green Bay in the Divisional Championship, uh win an yeah. NFC championship now on our way to the Super Bowl. Um uh, that's the last thing that was on my mind as the se- as the season started this year.
0: Yeah, I mean I you know, I when it, when it came to the game against Seattle leading up to this, it could have gone either way, right? Yeah, th-
1: and that that game was pivotal this year for us because it was the the last game of the season, the last regular game uh, regular season game of the season. Um And we were in the exact same position that we were the first time that we played Seattle uh, this season, which was that they were driving down the field and they had the ball as time was going to expire on the clock. The difference between the first game of the season and the second game of the season is that we stopped them. Our defense showed up, stopped them on the one yard line. So it's a matter of literal inches that made us not the sixth seed uh, or the fifth seed, but the, the number one seed going into the playoffs, which had a huge impact on our season.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, the the season. I think could not have gone any better. Yeah, you, you know they they had their moments, but uh, it worked out in the end. Um, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Jordan. I know you, you're coming in as a as a Raiders uh, fan into this. Um, what's your take on uh, San Francisco and how far uh, they've gotten? Well,
2: I mean, I will be the first to admit, um, I doubted the Niners all year I mean the beginning of the season their schedule was it was a weaker schedule but they came out and they played that Seattle game very tough the first one that they lost in overtime I was actually at that game and that was one of the probably the best NFL game I've ever been to in person but it was it proved a lot and then they had that gauntlet of a schedule where I think it was Baltimore, New Orleans, and Green Bay, I believe in back to back to back weeks. And they lost a tight one in Baltimore, got in a shootout with New Orleans, and they smoked Green Bay. And that's when I kind of looked and said, you know what, this team is, as much as I hate to admit it, this team is very legit. And uh, as far as the Super Bowl goes, I mean, as a Raider fan, I think the only proper thing to root for is for that to be the day that the meteor hits. But but I I mean I picked the Chiefs to win Because I just think If it comes down to a shootout That I'd rather have Mahomes on my team Than Garoppolo That being said The Niners are proving me wrong All season long And that is a legit team And I like that they have a lot of moving parts And you can just Plug someone in And they're ready to go and it works, and I think we're going to be in for one of the best Super Bowls in a long time. I think it's going to be a very good game, a very close game, back and forth. I give Kansas City the edge because I like the quarterback better. That being said, it could really go either way.
0: You know, uh, speaking of uh, trades and quarterbacks and Garoppolo, do you think that was a failed trade on the part of uh, the? Um, sorry, uh, the Patriots? Not necessarily, no, because,
2: I mean, they had Tom Brady, and Garoppolo, they were probably, in my opinion, going to lose in free agency once his contract was up. So why not get something out of him while you can? Um, So, no, I don't think it's a failed move by the Patriots. I mean, at the end of the day, they've had a 20-year dynasty. It's, you know, it's not like you can sit there and be like, oh, well, this is... You can't even if let's say the Niners go have a dynasty now, and the Patriots kind of fall off, which we're kind of expecting them to. I don't think you can call it a failed trade because you had a 20-year dynasty. Can you really? Ex- how long do you expect a dynasty to go for? Do You expect it to go 30, 40 years? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and you know that's crazy. He's he's played 20 years. He's had uh, you know huge success with, with a very. Well put together Patriots team. I mean, if any you know signs are pointing, I think he's on his way out. If not from just the Patriots, from the NFL altogether, he's he tweeted sorry, he, uh, Instagrammed a uh, photo out uh, yesterday. Uh, no caption really. Uh, it was just him standing at, in the, in the tunnel, looking over uh, the stadium, uh, and looks like uh, our boy is out of. Uh, New I think England. he's I think he's
2: out of New England. I don't think he's out of the NFL. He just bought a house in Vegas.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't,
2: I don't want him, but he just <laughs> bought a house in Vegas.
0: <laughs> My call. I think he ends up with the Chargers. I agree. I agree. R- Rivers is out. Uh, they, you know, I, I don't think he's coming back to uh, the Chargers anytime soon. Uh, the Chargers are going to need uh, someone to, uh, you know, carry the load for at least for the next couple of years. So it's a good spot uh, to be there.
2: I agree. I think he gets two years into L.A., makes the Chargers somewhat of a contender, and, I mean, I don't think he's going to win anything in L.A., but, you know, football's crazy. If you asked me back in August and said Niners are going to go 13-3, I would have been like, hey, man, pass me whatever you're smoking because it sounds like you're having a great time
0: right now. <laughs> so <laughs> football's a crazy sport. Eddie given Sunday is a real thing. <laughs> That's very true, and, you know, it, it definitely is. Um, One of the, I guess, the the drama around the Chiefs uh, going into the Super Bowl and and coming out of it, uh, Mahomes is going to be coming up for renewal pretty soon here once his entry-level deal expires. I mean, you know, they paid a heavy price for him uh, trading, you know, the number 27 pick overall, a third-round pick, and their 2018 first-round selection to move up to 10th to to, to take him. Uh, Now, do you think he's the type of person that's going to take a – a hometown discount like uh, Brady did? Or do you think he's going to cash in the big bucks? You know, this guy could w- well command the most money the N- you know NFL players ever see.
2: It's hard to say because I think, I mean, what's with how much money that guy deserves, I think a hometown discount could still qualify him as the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Um, yep. But... I think, I mean, it does work. Tom Brady's done it for years, and it's won them six Super Bowls in a way because it allows them to build teams. That being said, the Chiefs have proven that they're so good at drafting, especially in later rounds, and they've proven that they're willing to take the risk on some guys that maybe fall in the draft that are first-round talents that have some character issues, like Tyreek Hill had his issue. Uh, Kareem Hunt was... I can't remember if he had character issues in college, but he was a small school guy. But they've proven they're willing to take those risks. And I think that they can still be successful even if Patrick Mahomes gets the payday that he rightfully deserves. Because they they're willing to take those risks, they scout well and they draft well. And I think that as long as Mahomes is my quarterback and Andy Reid is my coach and we can continue drafting, I'm if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm happy about what well, the next five, ten years hold for me.
0: It could be the next dynasty in building.
2: I, as much as it kills me to say, I really think it could be. And I think San Francisco is right in there too.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I definitely think San Francisco uh, could definitely build um, an interesting yeah. dynasty. Just but, but looking at the history of the ownership group, uh, they tend to um, upset a lot of the pieces. San Francisco is interesting to
2: me because they're a team that I look at right now and I go, in next season, I still think they're just as likely to go 6-10 and as like build on this just because, one, that division is insane. I think the Rams just had a down year and the Cardinals are on the up and up. But they're interesting to me because I think they are a very good team. I just don't necessarily know... How long? The way Shanahan runs his offense, it's very moving parts. It's very, you know, you do have some veteran leadership on that team. It's going to be interesting to see how long they can sustain it. Um, from a football fan aspect, I'd love to see it. From a Raider fan aspect, not so much. But they're going to be an interesting team to see what they do with their future.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Monty, what? Just like uh, with that being said, do you think? they're laying down the groundwork for a dynasty or is this a one-shot deal where uh, they get it done and then hope for the best in a few months?
1: I think that uh, the Niners have a few decisions to make in the offseason as far as who they would like to pay uh, with a few of their draft picks over the last course of a couple years uh, becoming into stars of their own and now rightfully deserving a new contract Um, and so it it makes it kind of tough because uh we won't be able to keep the whole band together but if we make some smart decisions as far as our salary cap is concerned uh we do have the opportunity to bring a lot of our team back uh from this year
0: so monday tell us uh what this um This team means—is it going to be a a one-shot deal? Are are we looking at uh, San Francisco, you know, building a dynasty out of this, or?
1: You know, I'm uh I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't want to get
3: uh uh, I don't want to get ahead
1: of myself. Uh, So really, you know, today being Saturday, tomorrow being the day of the Super Bowl. Not going to get too ahead of myself. My main focus is uh, getting the trophy first tomorrow because. Uh, You know let's be honest we can't consider ourselves a dynasty until we get that damn trophy so you know we'll go in tomorrow and we'll go in tomorrow with uh, um, the mindset that uh, this is the last game of the season either way that you split it so we're going to leave everything absolutely everything out on the field our last trip to the super bowl uh you know we we took an l on what was the last play of the game uh, and probably what a lot of people would think was a, a bad coach's decision to to r- run the ball, pass the ball, I'm sorry, four straight times on the one-yard line uh, with Colin Kaepernick. And uh, uh, so this year, you know, Jimmy G's at the helm. I think that our mindset stays the same as it's been throughout the playoffs, which is if we can run the ball more, uh, than the chiefs do and we could hold the ball longer at least twice as long as they have a chance to hold the ball uh it gives us a pretty good shot to be super bowl champions true
0: that true that so what's your uh, prediction for our final score going to this game
1: final prediction which is good because uh um final prediction for tomorrow's game is that the niners will be obviously and this this opinion is biased but i have the niners winning uh, final score forty two uh, to thirty eight. Uh, San Francisco Forty Nine ers, Super Bowl champions, twenty twenty. Sweet,
0: that's a, it's a very yeah. It's going
1: no, it's going down. And uh, j- just a, if you if you're not doing anything tomorrow, it is extremely lit. Um, Super Bowl at Arvita Cantina locally here in Citrus Heights. Um, it's going down. It's going it's gonna down. It's going to be a celebration. Let's just say that
0: it, it is going to be a celebration. Um, I do also pick the 49ers, uh, but I'm going to say they won by a field goal. And, you know, one of the few reasons I say that is Patrick is such a strong player. He's going to be coming out uh, to this game hungry. Um, you know, he's he wants it you know, as yeah. bad as, as anyone on the 49ers. The
1: boy is bad, man. I, I He's definitely the one guy in the NFL that um just when you thought that the game was over uh, he's a playmaker a, a game changer uh so it will be uh, um one of those super bowls where you kind of just you kind of strap yourself in and brace yourself for what's about to take place i know the super bowl usually is a place where there's a lot of di- you know uh, extremely dynamic plays being made simply because it's the last game of the season oh,
0: totally. And i you know uh, the one thing that you know scares me about the, about this game uh, for the 49ers yeah uh, if patrick throws for 300 plus yards don't say it. One game. He's the first chief to do that. He did eight consecutive games with 300 yeah. plus yards. Oh. If he's able to do that, yeah. he's going to effectively shut down the 49ers. Yeah. But I still think the 49ers by a field goal.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. That's uh uh that is uh, I'll take it. Uh, let's just say that. Um, and so we'll have to see what happens tomorrow. But uh, um, you know, aside from that, Parnit, uh, it's pizza night tonight, and so we got a lot of different toppings. We really do. But before, totally. we, before we pivot here, yeah,
0: I, I want to get uh, the calls from. Nicole. Oh, oh, and, okay. And then uh, yeah, we need these then, uh, Jordan here. So Nicole. Yeah,
1: I need this on the record.
0: Yeah, oh, totally, totally. What's your what's your call for the Super Bowl game tomorrow?
3: The Niners are gonna win. <laughs> That's the final opinion. I don't really watch football, and I don't actually care about football. But my mom loves the Forty ers and so. I feel like it's only fair to her for them to win, you know? Okay. It's so for I'm, your mom. Yeah, it's for Donna. So, okay. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I'll be the lone wolf here. And let me preface this with, as a Raider fan, this is my worst nightmare. Um, I considered watching college basketball tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> um, my gosh. But I did. I went back and forth all week, and I did put my money on the Chiefs, and a lot of my parlays have to do with it. it was good all day. I'm going Kansas City, 35-31. I think the Niners jump out to a 10-0 lead, but I actually saw Patrick Mahomes this season when they played the Raiders, and I was so ecstatic that the Raiders were up 10-0 at the end of the first quarter. Patrick Mahomes, in just four plays, passed for over 200 yards, and by halftime we are down 28-10. to That is how quick he is. That's how many weapons he has on his team. I just... I think the Niners are going to do a great job, but I just—I'm putting my money on Mahomes. I just can't bet against him, and yeah, I'll go on the record. I think the Chiefs win, but
0: that's—that's that's where I'm at. You know, Nicole's mom's going to not like that. Oh, oh I know. She, oh, she's coming for me. She's coming. I'm just saying. when you yeah. were supposed to meet up on Tuesday.
3: Yeah, and Mrs. Adam bus show is going to hit me with a bus. Jonah bus up. She <laughs>
2: gets you. Oh yeah. No, you don't, you, you don't mess with Donna. No.
0: Sweet. Yes, as Monty was saying, we do got lots of topics to cover here. Um, before we dive into uh, some of the biggest news coming out of the sports world this week, I do want to pivot over to uh, what's been happening in the political world. And before we got on the air today, uh, Monty made a made a good point. You know, there's a there's a, the left, and there is right, and there then there is the facts. Yes, and we have had the conclusion, or what is now the concluding stage, stages of the impeachment of uh, Donald Trump uh, happening. Uh, you know, in front of our in front of our faces, in front of our eyes. You know, listening and watching to this uh, all unfold. Uh, and it looks like they're going to be voting to uh, voting quit. on the impeachment articles uh, next week. Yeah, uh, trials wrapped up this week uh, with no witnesses and no new dop- or no new documents being uh, introduced. Yeah, Monty, it's a uh, it, it's a sad state of affairs because uh, they're not looking at the facts.
1: I mean, sad is a is one vocabulary word you could use. I I think it's a damn shame. Just to be completely clear and honest, transparent with you, um, for 51 Republican senators to vote not to have a witness in what is supposed to be called a trial is uh, um, it's shameful, you know. And I think that at least when it comes to the American public, they deserve to at least hear what is the truth from these fact witnesses rather than uh, in John Bolton's book. They deserve to hear it in front of, uh, uh, in front of, in front of the American people, uh, as we rightly deserve as uh, citizens and taxpayers of this nation. So, you know, it kind of gets to this point of, uh, what kind of, what kind of country are is this? Has this really become a banana republic?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, rough when you're when you're looking at this. Um, you know, the Democrats had accused the president of misusing his power yeah by trying to hold up aid to ukraine over investigating a political opponent the president denied this the president was impeached by the house and senator alexander for the gop today said that while the president's actions were improper they don't meet the bar for impeachment
1: yeah it's
0: nixon was impeached for less yeah yeah. Okay. And, and, and that's that's what is really shocking. That Nixon was impeached for less yet we have a president here who will serve out, you know, his term. Um, it, it's it, you know the vote that's going to happen next week is Yeah. We all know what the what the results are, right? Yeah, you
1: you'll uh, vote, they'll vote to acquit. Yeah, and, on Wednesday.
0: And what's more shocking is once the the Senate voted to not have witnesses, yeah. To not have new documents, yeah, or any documents for that matter. Of fact, the Department of Justice released a information that they have emails yeah. that they can now make public, mm-hmm. uh, which showed that the president was involved in the decision to withhold aid to the ukraine
1: yeah absolutely i mean regardless of whether the president stonewalls congress in their effort to figure out what the truth is as they have him on trial for impeachment um, honestly it is uh, uh, the truth will come out uh, by investigative journalists uh, by people that worked in that administration Or uh, by, uh, frankly, the president himself, he has a way of kind of, you know, um, making himself his own worst enemy. And so his path to reelection now enters a new phase in which he is a president who has survived impeachment and now has a story to tell uh, a little less than half of this country on why he should be reelected for a second term.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think this election is going to be pivotal. It's going to pave the way that the history books look at these four yeah. or eight years. Yeah. You know, the world is a, is a crazy, crazy place right now. Yeah. Um, and our government, you know, let me preface this. I'm Canadian, so, you know, living in the United States, I'm yeah. still saying my government. Yeah. Uh, he is still the President of the United States, and, you know, he still commands respect, um, but... It's, it's hard to watch um, everything, you know, the institutions basically burning yeah. uh, w- with the way that, you know, he's running the office of the president.
1: Yeah. Y- oftentimes it, around the world, America is looked at as the shining city on a hill. And so what happens when uh, uh, that light, uh, that beacon of hope uh, no longer burns bright as it once has here in America? And I say that as the Lady Liberty herself, you know, kind of holds up that torch on Ellis Island, inviting immigrants uh, to this country. And so it, it just gets to a point where we have to ask ourselves, are we still the nation that we once thought we were? And is Donald Trump representative uh, of uh, uh, those values and those morals? And it um, that's when you start to lose hope and courage and uh, uh, dictators start to feel a little bit more inclined uh, to take what they want uh, because there is going to be no policing of the world uh, by America at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the United States was everyone's. Well, the, the world definitely relied on the United States for you know certain support, and that support isn't necessarily there right now. Um, a lot of changes have definitely uh, you know been made to, um, I guess, how the United States handles uh, different conflicts or where it gets involved. Um, I'll say you know. One, I guess one of the highlights coming out of this presidency is that he was able to get China to agree to some sort of a trade deal, you know, and that positive would be looked at as a positive and the United States, Mexico, Canada trade pact would be looked at as a positive if he could show some restraint and not tweet 50 times or more before lunchtime.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess last thing I'll say on uh, this issue as far as uh, politics in America right now are concerned, uh, this week being uh, an incredibly uh, um, crucial week uh, just to see how things play out. On uh, Monday of this week, we will officially start election season in America and Iowa will kick off uh, uh, the 2020 Democratic uh, primary voting. Uh, as they host the Iowa caucuses. So after Monday, we'll kind of know who the winner of Iowa is, whether that's Pete Buttigieg, uh, Joe Biden, uh, or Bernie Sanders, and the day after that, uh, we have the State of the Union uh, speech by Donald Trump in which he'll be, you know, at least for the moment being, still under trial in the impeachment efforts by, by majority of Democrats. And then on Wednesday, we have that vote for acquittal or removal from office. And we all know the way that vote goes, which is acquittal. And, but with that being said, as you talked about a president who tweets I'm reading a book right now called To Obama With Love, Anger, and Joy, and it's about uh, um, Barack and his staff and how over the course of eight years he would be the first president that every single night he would get ten letters from constituents around the United States that would write him. He would take those ten letters, read them, and decide one constituent to write back. He did that every single night for eight years of his presidency.
0: What a difference, uh, you know, four years so, um, you know, CNN is reporting this week that uh, the president is not expected to make much of a statement after the acquittal. Uh, he won't be apologizing or admitting any wrongdoing, regardless of uh, you know the facts that are now out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, like I was telling you offline, uh, I, I think at some point the Republicans definitely do turn on him when they're starting to look at twenty twenty four. Yeah, uh, and you know. Trying to retain the White House or basically become a party that is irrelevant to the majority of Americans. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how how they take it uh, with the primary battles coming up. Uh, the the big thing that's you know that's interesting is Mike Bloomberg. You know, I, I mean, he's I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna uh, hide the fact uh, that, I, that I want him to be the Democratic yeah. nominee. Uh, I think he'll do a great job at yeah. it. Uh, He's running a campaign that's purely run on his money. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, that's different. Yeah. Uh, but that's also excluding him from the debates right now. Yeah. I mean, he refuses to raise money for the Democratic Party.
1: P. I'm just going to plug you right now. Mike Bloomberg, if you're listening, Parneet will work for your marketing department. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, <laughs> call Parneet. <laughs> If you got Bloomberg listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind you plugging us
2: either. Next commercial, get pizza talk or pizza night up in your thing. Be like, hey, look, yeah. I'm Mike. I'm going to overthrow Donald Trump. Also, yeah. there's these four people from Citrus Heights. Yeah. <laughs> pizza <laughs> night. Give them a listen.
1: Yeah, I need to borrow a billion dollars. <laughs> a generous loan. Uh, that would be
2: quite the loan. <laughs> Are you going to bet it all? I mean, I'd probably
0: gamble away a bit of it on the Super Bowl tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so uh, next topping.
0: Yeah, I mean the next topping uh, for our two new guests. Each topic that we talk about is a different topping on the pizza. I heard you say oh,
3: that. Right. And yes, I was like, I like that's that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's so classic. Pizza
1: night, a round table discussion. <laughs>
2: Honestly, hey, we still got dad <laughs> jokes here.
0: Oh.
1: Um, he, he said pizza night, and I was like, a round table discussion. Yeah. That was
0: sick. Yes, yes. Not. I totally And,
2: And you know what? When we keep doing it, like, let's say we embrace something crazy or go, like, little coming of our mind goes up, the next domino fell.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely, definitely. Yes, yes, yes.
2: I mean, the goal of the podcast is to out pizza the hut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's totally true. Uh, before you know, when we're talking about toppings, uh, Nicole, it, what's happening in your world? What's, uh, in, world? in your world, you, like you in know, general? in general, tell us, uh, tell us a story. You've been, uh, <laughs> you know, know you've been sitting so. there, just uh, you know, I'm listening. Vibing. You're, yeah. you're vibing, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
3: What do you want to know about my world?
0: Well, tell us, uh, tell us what you think about the world.
3: About the world right now? I think the world's kind of sad right now. What? I like to have an optimistic view, but I don't know. There's just so many sad things going on in the world all the time. I'm noticing that the more I become an adult, because I'm a lot younger than you guys, is that, like, the world's sad as fuck. Like, excuse my language, but, like... The news is so depressing. Like, I feel like every day it's just, like, there's another awful thing happening. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Can yeah. we chill out? Yeah.
2: They never report the good news. they never, like, lost dog found. Good. Kid walks home from school safely. It's yeah. always, I wish always they the would. bad news. I
3: don't know. But maybe that's yeah. just, like, i be the only viewer, though. It's like, yeah, that's great. I love yeah. to hear it. Where everyone's like, okay, but what's going wrong? And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to know. But I need to know because it's good to be educated and informed. Right, you don't want to be... Like, positive news though
2: you don't want to be like skipping into like a tornado
3: yeah <laughs> like. i'm like oh didn't I hear about that one i was busy <laughs> like, that's <awful.
0: laughs> That's true i mean it's uh it's it's definitely uh it's definitely uh sucks that you know we wake up to sad news or hear sad news uh all the time uh, whether it be in politics whether it uh, be in sports whether it be um you know, anything, really, you know, the news isn't reporting positive stuff. Um, and reporters aren't always reporting the best way they possibly could. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure that everyone's heard the, the big news of the week that kind of shattered uh, everyone's world. Uh, last Sunday, Kobe Bryant uh, died in there in a horrific accident in Calabasas, California. Um it's difficult. Uh, he was one of the few athletes that I watched growing up, um, and I've never really been affected greatly by listening to negative news. You know, I, I would always question the world and question what I'm listening to, but I heard that through a, a basically a text message that something had happened with Kobe. And quite honestly, I I, it, I couldn't believe the words that were in front of my screen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree. And I was a mess. I, I still, to this moment, can't process the fact that he's passed away.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And when I first saw it, my, my girlfriend texted me Sunday morning and goes, Babe, and I go, Yeah. She's like, Kobe is dead. And I'm like, what and she's like yeah and i turned on the tv and i didn't see anything on espn flip to like you know all my news channels nothing and i'm like i am not seeing it and she goes yeah tmz just posted it and i just wrote it off and i'm like oh tmz like that yeah the, so yeah, but lately
3: yeah. I like they've been upping their oh they were incredible.
2: They were the most accurate reporters that day. Like there were people that That deserved to to lose their job over how they reported that day.
0: Uh, It, it, you know, in a way, it sucks that they reported it the way they reported it. Um, But I do admire their ability to try to get the story right, as opposed to publishing craziness. Um, Agreed. But reading that story, I, you know, he was he was something different to everyone, and the reaction that's been in sports that's been coming from. Uh, you know every corner of the world Uh, he meant something to our generation oh yeah you know and everyone's hurting this entire state's hurting this country's hurting um, and athletes from every you know support sport imaginable have been uh, paying uh, uh, tribute to him
2: it's it's just a person that I think has affected all of us because I mean For me, I never got to watch Michael play. I mean, I watched him play when he was with the Wizards, but that's different. To me, Kobe Bryant was, I still think Michael Jordan's best player ever, but Kobe Bryant is my number two because I grew up watching him. And as a Kings fan, I grew up watching him rip my heart out a million times. Um, He won five titles, or as we say in Sacramento, he won four titles with an asterisk, but... That's not his fault, but he was just one of the most amazing competitors I've ever seen. And I was actually fortunate enough to see him live one time and thankfully the Kings won, but he put up 51 points that night and he was one of the most unreal players I've ever seen. I mean, there's very few people that I will sit there and be starstruck at games because I go to so many, but that's one that when I saw him play, I was like, oh my God, I am in the presence of
0: greatness right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, just watching him play the, the poise that he had on the court, uh, was mesmerizing, you know, the way he handled the basketball. I mean, his last game scoring 61 points before, you know, Mamba out that's, that's epic. Right. Um, and off the court, you know, regardless of, uh, what, you know, things may have happened in his world. Um, He was, he he took care of the people around him. He cared about uh, this community. He cared uh, deeply about uh, the fans and he he, he wanted to, you know, be the guy that could do it.
2: Right, and you know what I especially loved about him? And actually, it's a gripe I have with today's NBA is I love that he was not friends with you on the court. Today's just the league today. You see people, you know, LeBron's buddy buddy with Chris Paul or Dwayne Wade or whoever he's against. And it's not just him, it's every player now. Kobe Bryant had the mental the mama mentality of if you're across from me, screw you until this game is over. And I love that mentality. I'm very competitive. And I love the mentality that he instilled in the girls that he coached too. I mean, what was the Instagram post where they lost to a team the year before 36 to 38. And he posted the scoreboard the next time they played him. And the final score was 115 to 27.
0: He was a a fierce uh, competitor. And, uh, you know, his daughter, Gigi would, I, you know, she was going to be in a a WNBA, if not NBA. Great. Uh, she, she had the same drive as, as her father, um And for Kobe just to be so involved with uh, athletics f- for for young people, you know, it, it just it sucks man. It, it hurts. I you know I've cried a bunch this week. every single time I watch this stuff I I break down. Um, I watched the I was gonna watch the Lakers game yesterday. I didn't make it past the uh, opening. I was like I, I can't like I you know it was such a such a emotional roller coaster um uh that it's you know i it's it's crazy i yeah i'm 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 in shock and you know monty i want to get your thoughts on this uh, you know I'm watching you sit there uh you know I can, I, yeah, I, I know you've got a lot on your mind on this. And this yeah, I'm,
1: I'm gonna out. be real with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break real quick and get some fresh air, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you tell sure. you exactly how I feel about Kobe. Yeah, this is uh, uh I had been thinking about this actually all week, P, because we did this show, um Saturday night. Yeah. And so, uh, um, you know, it's just kind of crazy. Everybody has their Kobe Bryant story. Uh, Kobe Bean Bryant, though, man, uh, son of w- Jelly Bean Bryant, uh, former uh, NBA, NBA star at one point or another, uh, born, um, you know, and grew up in Philadelphia, eventually moved to Italy. So has U- European roots instilled in him. But uh, it, it's a loss. It's, and, and everybody, I think, is going to remember where they were at when they heard that Kobe, Kobe Bryant passed away. And so uh, we, we mourn and it was one of those moments where the, the world kind of mourned together. Um, there, I, there's so many things that you could say about Kobe Bryant. I think the biggest thing is that how, and what's most unique is how his life just became, it came so full circle. From the person that we knew him as, as he came into the NBA, Uh, right out of high school at 18 years old, uh, to the person that he retired as scoring 61 points against the the Utah Jazz as his final game, to the mentor, um, and then, you know, to the the father, to uh, his daughters. So, yeah, there's a lot to say as far as some things about Kobe that um, I just wanted to personally get off my chest um, and be very honest. Kobe He changed my life. Uh, That night when he passed away, uh, that day when he passed away, I cried that day. I cried as I went to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, I watched my favorite show, Morning Joe on MSNBC, and I cried as I woke up. Um, The Mamba mentality is something that's different. And what the Mamba mentality is, is it's this theory that whatever it is that you want to be great at as as kobe said if you if you love the game the game is going to love you back that that what love is essentially and these are kobe bryant's words that love is not it's not happiness that's so fickle these are kobe bryant's words he says that love is a is a beautiful it's a beautiful mess it's a beautiful journey that inevitably there's gonna be some rough storms, but you, 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 you carry on through those storms and inevitably there, there, there's a bright shining day. And inevitably there's another storm, but when it's all said and done, you stick through it because the beauty. And so it, 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 it's indicative of the person that Kobe Bryant was, the father that he was to his daughters and the man that he was to so many billions of people. You ask yourself, how do you how do you change the world? When one <laughs> be Kobe, right? When one man takes root in billions of people's lives in one shape that they, they people personally feel like they have a relationship with Kobe Bryant. When that happens, you've truly changed the world.
0: Well said, man. Well said. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's a weird week. I I wanna, th- I wanna think this is all, uh, all a, uh, all a crazy, weird dream, and that, you know, we didn't actually get this uh, news, but uh, we did. And you know, I think we just have to be kind to one another. Yeah. Uh, in the words of Ellen, generous. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, we have to, you know. Go live our best life, you know.
1: Well said, Parni.
0: Um We have uh, to.
1: Here's here's one here's one thing that I want to say. You know, I want to at least give a, a definition on what the Mamba mentality is. The Mamba mentality is is basic, simple math. That if there's something that you want to be great at. Choose anything that it is. Particularly, I would I would advise that you choose something that you love. These this is the mama mentality. It's basic math. If you spend two or three hours a day, every single day, trying to get better at that, then in a year's time, in two years' time, you make quantum leaps. That if you focus on the fundamentals rather than your talent that inevitably, you will catch up to whoever it is that's in front of you.
0: Well said, that's Mamba uh, Nation, man. Um, if there's
2: actually one story this reminded me that I could tell, yeah. probably, uh, probably my uh, favorite Kobe Bryant story ever, I believe it was the 2010 NBA Finals um, where they beat Boston in seven games. In the morning of game seven, Kobe Bryant, you know, he woke up at, I believe it was 4 or 5 a.m. every day and did his workouts, right? So he's doing his workout, shooting his shots at Staples Center. Around 7 a.m., Paul Pierce walks in. And Paul Pierce starts his workout right when Kobe Bryant's finishing up. And Kobe Bryant goes through his entire workout again until Paul Pierce is done. And Paul Pierce later asked him about it. He goes hey man like i thought you were done why are you shooting around that whole time he goes i was done but the morning of game seven of the finals i wasn't about to let you think you could outwork me and then went out in <laughs> one game seven that night if that's not the mama mentality i don't know what is
0: yeah that, that's that's Mamba mentality uh, definitely um nicole do you have do you want to i'll give you a minute to talk, about this, I mean, or two minutes or whatever you want you know it's he's meant something to every generation and you know i'm sure you were affected by it as as anyone else else wasn't around this
3: table. Well, most definitely, um my mom loves basketball so much. My mom's just a sports person. I'm just yeah. bragging about my mom. This whole podcast. Uh, shout out like to mom. Shout out girl. to moms Donna. 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 Um, <laughs> We'd love to have you as a guest tonight. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's get Donna drunken on the podcast. Ye, um, I have
1: Trulys. <laughs> <I'm listening. laughs>
3: um, but on a serious note, uh, so I obviously have grown up just like knowing about Kobe my whole life, and every time that like my generation, especially like we shoot trash into a basket, like we always say Kobe, like it's literally a thing. Like my entire workplace says it. I make all the kids do it with me, like. He just means so much to everybody. And like, when I heard that he had passed away, I literally could not believe it. It still doesn't really feel real. And it's crazy, cause I don't know. Sometimes I think like, wow, we don't really know celebrities, but it feels so personal with this one, knowing that he's just gone. When we all looked up to him in such unique and special ways, I don't know. It's just been really hurting my heart and I cannot stop thinking about it and i didn't even like you know really fully idolize him because i you know i'm not a sports person but i understood his energy and like just his mindset and like he, he was known for having that mama like mentality and so it's just like crazy to know that like he's not around anymore it breaks
1: yeah. my heart yeah it's um It's nice to get in the office very early and it's nice to feel like I'm the last person that's there. And when I'm trying to figure out who I'm trying to resemble or who I'm trying to embody, that's always the guy that's in the back of my head saying like, you know, even Drake and Rick Ross have, uh, uh, you know, coined Kobe in a song when they say, uh, you wasn't wasn't with me shooting in the gym. That's the person that's in that gym shooting. That's that's Kobe.
0: That's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, and before we uh, move on to another topic here, I'll finish with this. Uh, I watched his final game him scoring the 61 points and listening to his speech (laughs) as he walked out and he said, Mamba out. Yeah. Mamba's never out. It's Mamba forever
1: literally literally
2: it's just like a it's just like that sandlock quote what was it remember kid heroes get remembered but legends never die he's the embodiment of that quote
0: true that true that rest of speed rest in peace my buddy yeah dude okay guys uh let's lighten up a t- <laughs> lighten it up a little uh yeah dude you know as best as we can yeah bro. um I'm going to throw it to our girl here, uh, Nicole. Yeah. She's going to enlighten us on the world of Taylor Swift. Man. It's been
1: a busy week. You know me. I love some Taylor Swift.
0: I'm a a huge Swift. Yeah, no.
1: Give us the 411, Nicole. Tell us what is going on in the world of Taylor Swift, please.
3: Okay. This is like my dream right now, podcasting about Taylor Swift. That's like the one topic I just love so much. All right. Um. So this week, Taylor Swift came out with a Netflix documentary that was basically talking about her last album, the process of it, and talking about her road to finally speaking up in the political climate that she is speaking up in, which is very different for her because she's been someone who's so silent about her views. And that's like also kind of debatable, because I feel like at least since like she did go pop, she's been a lot more open about her views but okay. she grew up in country where like,
1: Can um, I ask you a question real yeah, quick? I'd love to. Now, as far as when you say open about her views, are you talking about like what she's saying in her songs or what she's saying like in general, like in pub press statements
2: or?
3: I would say it's more in her songs. Okay. Because um, like, for example, when Taylor like came out as like liberal, yeah. um, like everyone was really shocked about it. But like, I wasn't the most shocking thing for me, personally, because yeah. I feel like she's always been really open, especially, like, on yeah. her stance about gay marriage, which Absolutely. I feel like is a super, like, liberal view. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, a radical view, but it's yeah. not, it is, like, a I liberal mean, view. And well, Taylor hey, was, like... Love whoever you want to love. Yeah. Man. I'm not tripping. <laughs> um, and so Taylor's always been, like, open about supporting that, literally, since, like, yeah. I think it was early 2010, when yeah. she was still a country artist. So it's just been, like, really interesting seeing Twitter react to the documentary, because... I've seen a lot of people just like shitting on her, basically, for like not speaking up when she like could have spoke up more. Which mm-hmm. I totally understand, especially seeing someone from privilege. Like, if you know that you're coming from that standpoint, why wouldn't yeah. you speak up and use your like platform? Yeah. But I also think that she came from. I mean, from where? Okay, so <laughs> I'm from Lincoln, right? So I'm yeah. from a, like super shout out to Lincoln, town. Shout out. Um, gotta love Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I personally. Never spoke up on my views when I lived there. Yeah. i
1: Can lived, I ask why?
3: Um, because it would make me really uncomfortable. So okay. Um, I was friends. So I was part of the FFA. So that's a statement. Yeah. Um, what so does
1: what does FFA stand for? <laughs>
3: Future Farmers of America. Whoa. Isn't okay. that amazing? Yeah. Just no. So incredible. <laughs> um. Yeah. I Future Farmers joined, of America. Yeah, I accidentally joined FFA, which is like a whole nother story, but i took a floral design class and if you took that class you are a part of the ffa
1: i might have to join the ffa no right no i (laughs) mean
3: nothing like touching wet hay like hay pills (laughs) at like 6 a.m in the morning when you're not a country girl and you hated it (laughs) so um the climate of just like where i grew up was super like obviously republican and like um they weren't like the sweetest towards like gay people and minorities And, um, as someone who is queer, it was really frustrating for me because I felt like if I would be like, Oh, Hey guys, like I have this gay opinion, like I was never down to get bullied. Yeah. (laughs) And so if I could hide it, I hid it until I graduated high school. And then like, I moved to LA and I was like, guess what? I live in LA guys. I'm very liberal and I'm gay. Damn. It was like just a lot of like, everyone was like, dude, we never thought you were liberal Yeah. Never thought you were liberal. And I was like. I don't see why you thought that way because I don't feel like I gave off, like, super yeehaw, like, poor yeah. conservative views, which there's yep. nothing wrong with being conservative, yep. obviously, because most, not most of my friends, but a good handful of the people I grew up with yeah. are conservative. But so I, I kind of understand where she came from because she did, like, grow up in a country field where country singers especially female ones are super encouraged not to speak up about their views
1: because of the the arena that holds most of their customer
3: base yeah and so it's really frustrating because like she was literally like trained not to yeah because if she were to speak out she would get shamed which is a valid reason from like a business point and just like a mind point like no one wants to be told like hey we hate you now we used to love you but now you're trash yeah and so I think that... So
1: can I can I add, because I mean, there's like a fine line that uh, I suppose that Taylor would have to walk in a sense of the fact that she has these views, these beliefs that are screaming internally inside of her that she wants to speak out on that she thinks aren't okay. Mm-hmm. And she has a platform in order to do it in which it could make a difference. Yeah. But also she has um, a certain... Persona and reputation that co- would cost her money if mm-hmm. she were to uh, go full fledged in this effort. So, how far do you think she, she actually can go before, or, or has she already gone?
3: I think she's gone pretty far because she had to basically argue with everyone in charge of her marketing just to even like speak up and make like the statement that she did make in 2018
0: yeah. about
3: her views. And then now she's, like, obviously, like, especially with the new album, she's gone, like, she has, like, a lot of political songs, which I think is just, like, an interesting choice that she's made. Yeah. And she's been, like, the world's biggest, like, queer advocate. Yeah. So I think that she's, like, finally at the point of not just, like, her career, but just her mindset of just being, like, you know what? Like, this is my views. I want to make a difference. Like, if you're going to shame me for that, then that's your opinion. Yeah. Which is like a great place for her to be considering like she does have the platform to make a huge difference Like she posted that post saying like hey guys you really do need to go out and vote and you need to have Not need to have these beliefs because that's not what she said but these are my beliefs I think you should vote this way Yeah And then like voter registration went up so much from like the 18 and up area like you know her main market base Yeah Just because of like one Instagram post so it's clear that she has like the platform to do that Yeah. So it just comes such a far way. And I've just seen so many people just being so mad at her for like having to have that argument. And that totally makes sense because like it's so frustrating to see anyone from privilege not make a difference. Yeah. Especially people with like that giant platform because they could be making the most difference. But at another point, it's like you were mad at her when she wasn't speaking up. And now you're mad at her when she is speaking up. It's like.
1: Yeah, there's, you know, you a, as you said, out? there's a fine line that has to, I suppose, one would have to Uh, tiptoe in order to uh, appease everybody and you kind of as a human being just get to this point where you say it's not up to me to make everybody happy so I have to do what's best or what I believe is right in my heart even if it is going to cost me money or cost me supporters one thing about Taylor Swift is I do think that she'll be okay Um, and you know uh, I think that what wins out in the end is authenticity uh, so uh, if j- I think that that's probably should be her n- her number one priority, she'll be okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. That.
1: Yeah. So I mean, uh, what what's g- what's g- what's on your mind, Parnit? Are we gonna are we wrapping this thing up for Saturday night? Or we got, you know what, we're gonna what touch it? on two things. Okay. Okay. Let's let's go, Jordan. Huh? Yeah, this is uh, uh this is for you, brother. This is the okay. mic. All
0: right. <laughs> so I just want to throw in some elon musk news which is crazy so so a little while ago tesla announced the cybertruck
2: yes crazy
0: as this thing is it looks like uh i don't know
2: it looks like that old like what's the stealth bomber we had like the b2 you know what i'm talking about it's like they had a baby like that that plane that car had a baby
3: Yes, yes, we had any art oh, yeah, yes. Uh,
0: so, so I put a deposit on one of these things. So, comes news this week that it's going to take them four years. I, I'm like number 200,000, something crazy like that. Yeah. So, going to take them four years for orders to catch up, which is crazy. I just want this thing, it looks so sick. Yeah, I want to take you all guys for a, a giant yeah. road trip yeah, we'll in, 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 a, in a cyber truck, oh, but yeah. we may have to wait a few years. <laughs> hey,
2: you know what. <laughs> We're doing spring break road trip 2023. Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> we'll all good. be graduated. Won't even bring spring break. It'll be, we all played hooky from our jobs pretty for much. a week in April. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do it. Yeah.
0: Um, but the reason I bring up Tesla, I mean, that's great. Like the truck is awesome. I think it's gonna, you know, I think there's some pretty cool things happening in, in Tesla's direction. But a little bit of gossip. His girlfriend's pregnant.
2: Ooh. We got a, no. We have a baby cyber truck he's, coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's
0: uh, he's only got like five kids or something like that. Five boys. Does he? Yeah. Good for uh, him. With, with uh, his uh, uh, first wife, and then uh, now his girlfriend is pregnant, which is you know a, or alleged girlfriend. You know they haven't confirmed anything other than she said that uh, she's pregnant now. Yeah. Um. But a funny story. <laughs> that there's just this. Honestly, as soon as I saw the news that his girlfriend was pregnant mm-hmm. when he uh i guess his second wife tula riley when he met her he asked her if she wanted to come over and see his rocket yeah <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
2: that's that's a rough pickup line
0: <laughs> um, but he literally took her home and showed her his rocket the, the spacex thing that goes into space that
2: that is a power move right there if i've ever seen
0: uh, you know what like honestly I don't think anyone else could have picked, like pulled that off. Like, yeah. like, you know, I'm not gonna go to some girl and be like, "Hey, want to see my rocket?" I'm gonna yeah. get kicked in the junk, man. Yeah.
2: Like, could you imagine? Like, a Tinder profile pops up. It's like Elon, seven <laughs> miles away. The pickup, the bio just says, "Want to see my rocket?" with a winky face. And the first pic <laughs> is him just posing with a thumbs up in front of like SpaceX. What? Like, that is. How do you I mean you definitely I'm sorry, if I'm a girl, I'd be seeing his other rocket too after that.
0: <laughs> Elon, if you're listening uh, we'd love for you to tell you know, dial in one day and we can uh, we can chat.
2: Yeah, you know what? I mean and if you wanna donate a rocket to the podcast Pizza Time from space. Pizza <laughs> night from space. space. Yeah.
0: Ooh. <laughs> That's a um yeah, I mean just a little bit of news coming out of Elon Musk and we'll, we'll talk about Tesla on, uh, on another night uh, before we finish up uh, for the night. I think we're going to touch base on the, the the other big story that's developing. Uh, United Kingdom, yeah. your hometown, Monty, yeah. uh, is, is literally blowing up. Not literally. Not, <laughs> no. <laughs> they haven't I'm done not that since World War II, but, but. I'm not supporting violence. Um, Brexit is here. Brexit is official. The United yeah. Kingdom is now in its transition phase. Um, my guy what's going on
1: well i the brexit it was difficult after 3 years uh, and a referendum uh, and a vote of 52% to leave the european union england uh, or the united kingdom is actually finally um, they're they're out, and so by the end of this year, they'll have to work out trade agreements and figure out how they truly sever ties from the European Union. It kind of puts the world in um, in a weird place where it seems as if democracy is kind of receding or taking a step back, and nationalism is kind of starting to. Uh, become a more popular or populism is becoming uh, something that isn't necessarily hard to find around the world um, and so it's we're, we live in very very peculiar times I can I can tell you that
0: it's crazy to think that, <laughs> that this, this actually happened right I think this is the beginning of the end of the United Kingdom as we know it I think there's gonna be a second uh, referendum on Scotland leaving and Scotland will quite likely leave uh, the UK.
1: Yeah, it was just a decision that I didn't wanna see happen. I was in England twice uh, last year and uh, I had talked to people our age on the streets and they said that if, uh, if they voted to leave the European Union that we would see people in the streets like we've never seen before. I do know that uh, um, it's uh, uh, as I said, populism seems to be on the rise, not only here in America, but also in places like uh, the United Kingdom. Um, and we live in very peculiar, t- peculiar times, my friend. It's it's. Uh,
0: it's crazy, you know, and along with all the crazy trade deals that they've got to negotiate, along with all the financial stuff, all the corporate stuff that they've got to figure out, I think the biggest effect that it's going to have on everyday citizens, one, the value of the pound, which, uh, you know...
1: Yeah, no, I I sent my mom uh, some money, and I could tell that in just a week, uh, the pound had gone to, uh, um, from 66 cents, um, 66 pence on the dollar, uh, to 75 pence on the dollar in, in a matter of pretty much about a week.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, that is going to, you know, the implications or the financial implications on the value of the pound, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next c- year. If they're able to yeah. shore up enough um, crazy uh, trade deals, you know, they, they may be able to avoid disaster. Uh, the other thing that I think... I think
1: it's an island. You yeah. need to be connected to Europe. In some way, shape or form, the logistics even of the decision don't make sense other than the fact that it is just a storyline that keeps a certain part, political party in power.
0: True. And, and you know, the other thing, this connection to Europe that you mentioned, like, you know, it just comes to my mind for the next year during this transition period. EU residents will be able to live and work in the United Kingdom. Yeah. As they have normally, but come one year from now, they're going to need to apply for a work permit. You yeah. know, freedom of movement is is all but essentially gone. Your neighbor could be forced to move out because they can't live yeah. there. Yeah. Someone that has only known the United Kingdom their entire life. Yeah. Will no longer be able to live there. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of uh, things that uh, make it a very complicated uh, as far as when it comes to severing ties at this point in a relationship that has kept them connected since like, you know, the, the 1960s. I mean, it's been quite a long time. Uh, so to come this far and just sever ties, um, it seems as if it's not necessarily the best decision for policymakers who were voted in power by the people themselves to make it and say that it was for the for the the best uh, for the future at least.
0: Well, true, true. It's crazy, man. Um, before we jump off this topic here, uh, Jordan, I'm going to bring you into this. Um, Prince Andrew, uh, our, our favorite royal. Ah, yes. <laughs> and the Jerry Epstein fiasco that that is he's not cooperating with lawmakers in the united states uh over his ties um enlighten us man you know i don't
2: know a ton out of this stuff i'm not really a huge royal family advocate or like not advocate uh i don't follow them like but They've always been into some weird stuff, and they have no shortage of conspiracies about him. Um, Personally, if he's not cooperating, given the allegations, I think that's pretty damning evidence. Because I know if it were me, if I had allegations like that against me, if they're not true, I'm saying they're not true. And I'm cooperating in any way I can with the investigation. I'm not... You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah,
0: I mean it, it's peculiar, like <laughs> yeah, um, that that's happened. Um, the whole Epstein thing. You know, I think we could talk for an hour about it. Oh it's, God,
2: I can talk for days and it, days.
0: It's you know, and that, you know, I think we will we'll have to have a time and place for that. Especially the trial of the uh, two jail guards. Yeah, is uh, starting. I think next week or something like that. I believe so. Um, so I mean, that's something that's definitely. I mean, it's getting
2: to a point that it that there's a prop bet for the Super Bowl. If there's going to be a "Epstein didn't kill himself" sign showed at the Super Bowl, I mean that's insane.
0: Wow, that's yeah, it's insane. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, this will be something that we'll uh, we'll watch uh, in, in yep. the uh, in the coming week. Um, what's on your plate for this coming week? Uh, anything that uh, we should be looking out for?
2: Um, you know, just one Valentine's Day is coming up, so fellas, you gotta and ladies anyone you know you got to you got to get something special for someone so i'm going to do my shopping this week um a boy. Out, yeah outside of that you know coming up i mean i'm i'm not really too aside from the super bowl you know i'm just getting back in the school swing of things um, watch a little hockey watch a little basketball that's kind of on my plate and
0: sweet, sweet. just Yeah, We'll we'll talk about the Battle of Alberta next week Oh yes we will, there's a lot
2: to uncage there
0: Yeah totally Uh, Monty, what do you got coming up this week? Uh,
1: Shoot, a lot of work Uh, I got a stats class man and uh, I'm not not necessarily too confident about it but you know this is the last semester and here we finally find ourselves on the cusp of graduating from you know just good to sierra college but it means something to me and that's important so stats in an anthropology labs class a lot of work and uh hopefully a, a world championship
0: sweet anything other than the world championship anything else that you're gonna be watching out for in uh, uh, the world of uh news uh politics sports um pop culture man Ed swift I just
1: no. I mean I it would I would like some some news to drop a bomb on the Donald Trump administration, uh, at least uh, factually speaking. Uh but, we
0: are not condoling violence, We well yeah. not drop anything near the weapon. <laughs>
1: Thanks for that, Partney. <laughs> no, I, I I we need the clarification. Um but uh, I don't really have anything on the uh, forefront of my mind other than the fact that Kobe Bryant is and will always be the Black Mamba.
0: Well said, my friend. Well said. Uh, Nicole, what are you going to watch out in the, for in the world this week?
3: Um, I'm not even sure. This week, the girls that I coach go to states, so I'm going to be really busy just thinking about that and doing school and working so I don't know I'm not really looking towards anything besides like watching the impeachment go down seeing how the Super Bowl does unfold because that is interesting i than that, just going to keep on vibing
0: sweet um, that's good It's yeah. good hopefully your girls do uh, great at states
3: I hope so too
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll leave it at that uh, for uh, this week uh, and uh As we end, uh, you know, Mamba forever.
1: Mamba forever. Forever.